Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. And the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Cambodia, an emerging country of delights with a growing kaleidoscope of artistic endeavors. Last week, I introduced the Art on View with the Flynn Gallery's exhibition entitled Cambodia, Looking Back on the Future. Now join me as I lead you to the backstory of the artists and the foundation entitled Cambodian Living Arts, formulated by the incredible Arn Chorn Pond. Its function is to bring history and healing together through music and art. Because Arn is such a compelling man, it is easy to see Cambodia through his eyes. And since he is also the hero who, as a child, walked away from the war lines during the Khmer Rouge regime on his 400-kilometer trek through the Cambodian jungle and killing fields to freedom, we know that the strength that Arnshorn Pond represents is also indicative of his desire to help rebuild the musical and artistic traditions of his country. But I want to share with you today others who are joining Arn and Cambodian Living Arts to experience Cambodia with a yearly excursion in January. Let's hear organizer Glenn Rosenberg explain how we can join this delegation. Well, we have an exciting trip. Every January, we take a delegation of people from around the world to Cambodia to experience it through the eyes of artists, musicians, dancers, people working in the arts, supporting the arts. And you get a wonderful 10-day experience. Not only do you see the best sites, but you also get to uh, get exposure to so much culture, so much art, uh, through their eyes and through uh, their working on it. It's a wonderful trip. Everything's been planned. We have wonderful hotels. You just have to make it there. You get the food, you get the dance, and the music oh and everything. Oh, my God, how fantastic. And how, how long have you been with Cambodia Living Arts? Uh, it's been four years now. Yeah. And so we've met lots of great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching Cambodia come alive in their art scene. And it's very exciting. We're here today in Greenwich, Connecticut, looking at Cambodian artists. And we are very excited to have a performance at BAM in uh, Brooklyn, in in New York, for a commission that we've done featuring a filmmaker and artists and singers and dancers. And and when does that take place at BAM? That's in December 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And it's at Arts Emerson in Boston, 1920. December. That's fantastic, my dear. So how many people do you take on a trip? Uh, We take about 20 people. We want Mm -hmm. to have an individual experience. We welcome anybody. You can go to CambodianLivingArts.org. Have a look at our experiences. You can see a video, see what it's all about, and get in touch. We'll make sure you have a wonderful time. Oh, Glenn, this is so wonderful. We're going to support Cambodia Living Arts, I tell you, after this. Thanks for being with us, Glenn. See you soon. See you in Cambodia. See you then. Robin Stern and Potter Stewart have made the trip to Cambodia with Cambodian Living Arts and are diplomats for the organization. We were uh, members of a delegation um, and it was sponsored by the Cambodia Living Arts Foundation. We joined them. How did you get interested in this initially? It, it, it stems from the character of, the, of John Burt, who is a, our neighbor in Vermont. And he was one of the original people along with Arne and others because he comes from the arts community and, and theater community. And he's such an intriguing person and such an, uh, a joy to be around in terms of knowledge of art and whatnot and stimulating. And he kept 
reminding us of this opportunity. And so after probably two years of talking about it, we said, yeah, let's go. We'll go. Let's we'll go. do it. Let's uh-huh. do it. We'll go. And we really didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. I, I can imagine. <laughs> but we joined about 20 other people. I think the size of the group varies each year. And these people were wonderful, uh, just from all different places, in America and England and Fantastic. Canada. And Canada. Fantastic. Um, and we just got to see... A lot of Cambodia, but through an arts lens, and how the foundation really focuses on the arts as a way of um, healing and getting past the terrible the pain, the terrible genocide uh, of what happened. And we met so many young people who were just so enthusiastic about sharing their art and both uh, reviving some of the more uh, 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 ancient arts that they had, the old instruments, um, and then watching it also evolve into contemporary works. So the healing of the past is an important communicative idea here, isn't it? In, In the visual arts, the music. It is their way to maintain their prior history and sustain their culture from that time and go forward. Uh, as, because as we know, what happened with the Khmer Rouge during the genocide, they tried to wipe out just all of the intellectuals, Well, all they were the targeted artists. if you wore eyeglasses, had straight teeth, or hands that were not were those of a former. long and slender. They, they figured you were an intellectual and you were to be destroyed, which is so inconceivable to us now. I, I spoke with Arne this afternoon at length uh, just about his 400-kilometer four, trek right. out of out of the killing fields, literally yes. into Thailand to the refugee camp, it was it was absolutely humbling. Right. And the trip, what was so wonderful about the trip mm-hmm. was it it was a combination of poignancy and sadness. Yeah. You know, and and a belief in the future. And a belief in the future. Well, that's wonderful. And and so it was. I we could we can't recommend that trip enough for people who care about that kind of um, experience. Oh, this is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I'm really so glad you went, and I'm sure you're fabulous diplomats for this wonderful <laughs> foundation. Well, well, we try. They have created a a song bus that they take around the countryside to teach songs and to show musical instruments. Right. To the countryside. And so our group would be singing in the bus, almost like a Ken Kesey. Or, or, but, the, but these are very successful people who are interested in the arts and interested in Cambodia. And the next morning, you were at a spot where Arne had been a prisoner. Oh, my gosh. And it is stimulating to every one of your emotions. The Flynn Gallery sponsored prize-winning author Patricia McCormick in an illuminating interview with Arne Shorn Pond. Her book, Never Fall Down, chronicles the journey that Arne made through the jungle and through the complicated panoply of his life, coping with the scars of the past. It was optimistic to see that many young people attended the interview. Some too young were sitting in the back looking at comic books, but other high schoolers were listening, sometimes uncomfortably. But they were listening and reacting, as we all did, as we all walked with Arne through his experiences. Here is what the author has to say of her relationship with Arne Chorn Pond. Well, I met Arne because a friend of his, John Burt, lived in my building in New York. 
and he said that somebody needed to help Arn tell his story. And normally I wouldn't think that anybody needs that kind of help, but what I think we realized, Arn and I hit it off immediately, that when he went back into telling the story, he became that traumatized 11-year-old yes. all over again and couldn't really shape the story in a way that readers could could handle. Mm -hmm. So we went to Cambodia together. I did lots of interviews with Arne, and then I actually just tried to impersonate him. How marvelous. And so this was probably quite a passion piece for you both that you shared. Yeah, it was. It was. As soon as I met Arne, I knew he just had a light in him and a story that he was burning to tell, mm -hmm. but didn't have the ability to get it out in book form. He's been doing public speaking for years and is very powerful and really effective. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we became very close in the process. I feel like brother and sister now. That's so fabulous. And um, your Vimeo that you have online, mm -hmm. which is seven minutes long, that mm -hmm. everyone should be seeking out because this really t tells the short story, doesn't it? It does give the context, too, for the whole country. There was a vibrant rock and roll scene before the uh, arrival of the Khmer Rouge, and it really gives you a sense of what it was like to be Arn, to be 11, and have your country completely fall apart, and he had to survive, you know, by his wits, and ultimately it was music that allowed that him to survive. Life. Charlie Todd is board president of Cambodian Living Arts. He is a dyed-in-the-wool devotee of the country and makes it his home for half of the year. His sincerity for the arts in Cambodia is irresistible. Liang Sukun is my neighbor in Phnom Penh, and this piece is so extraordinary because, you know, this parachute was dropped in his village That's right. during the, the, the worst week of bombing in the whole secret bombing campaign. And uh, and didn't he and his family use this as a tent? Well, the, 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 the pagoda in his village did, and they used it as a sunscreen, they used it for ceremonies, and then he went and asked them if he could bring it back to America. And it was, uh, it was a parachute dropped, we think it was an intelligence officer who was dropped in his village during that time. And so he, um, he went and asked if he could have this, and then he brought it to Season of Cambodia, you know, the big festival that Cambodian Living Arts did in 2013 in New York. And he was at the Bronx Museum doing a residency, and he brought together all of these uh, women uh, from the Bronx who were Vietnamese and Cambodian women who were victims of our bombing. And they, they, um, they sewed these, flow these flowers into the skirt. And then, uh, then he brought this piece to Columbia University on the, the, on the, uh, the, uh, the day of the, um, the, the anniversary of the biggest peace demonstration at Columbia. Oh. And, we, and, the, and the, um, a, a group of veterans, of Vietnam veterans, got together with these victims of the bombing. And together we paraded around Columbia with this uh, parachute skirt. So it was how a, incredible! Yeah, how it was, powerful! It was an amazing this is such experience. a stark and strong piece of art. I was really moved by this. Yeah. Now, how is it that you have come to live in Cambodia? Well, Arne, um, um, I, I was—I had met Arne when I was still a. For t twenty-seven years, I was a head of a school in Hartford. I was a head 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 of a school. Uh, and I was at that school for 35 years, but anyhow, uh, I met Arn in the early 90s, and then when he started the first little project that became Cambodian Living Arts, he asked me if I would come 
uh, with him and John Burt, the other co-founder, um, to see what they were doing. And I went and I fell in love with what he was doing and with the country. And I took a, a short sabbatical from my job and went to learn more. And mm -hmm. then I decided to take early retirement after all these years as a school head and moved to Cambodia. And Arne introduced me to a young assistant I worked with whose father had died when he was 10. And he and I, uh, three years later, adopted each other. We, we had a ceremony, and we became father and son. And then he got married, and, and, and he and my daughter-in-law brought me two grandsons, oh, two Cambodian nice. grandsons, so, who will be here in the States in a few months. And they, uh, so, so that took me to Cambodia, and then I became a co-founder of Cambodian Living Arts, and, and now I'm the, I'm the board president. And, How and marvelous. It live a lot of my time in Cambodia. If, if there's one thing that you could say that draws you there, what is it, Charlie? You know, I think, well, it was Arne and his charisma as a survivor uh, that, that, that drew me there. But what keeps me there is that we're able to be part of um, work which is creating a model for the world of transformation of a post-conflict society through the arts and that this is something now that uh, Cambodian Living Arts is leading leading an international movement for really and we we're starting to bring symposiums to Cambodia of of survivors of the Armenian genocide of the of the uh, of the Rwandan genocide of uh, Palestinians uh, you know other people who are in, engaged in conflict or survive conflict and I want to um, learn how the arts can be a tool for for regeneration after these things that humans will keep doing. We keep doing this to each other, yes, don't we? This is right. And we're not going to stop uh, tomorrow. It's, but so we need to have means of recovery. And this is what's so exciting to me is to be in the country that's maybe in some ways leading leading the way right. mm -hmm. for this kind of recovery and uh, and and seeing people like Dana who who's Dana Langeois, who's the curator here who's uh, been a catalyst to help the 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 visual arts uh, regenerate mm -hmm. and to be with Arn particularly around the performing arts and their regeneration mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, so it's it's very exciting in your years after your so-called my so-called career that's you know, right to to be able to be involved and um, maybe to ha help be somewhat helpful to, in in this movement so you've uh, been mighty helpful and you have a great social conscience uh, well thank you are, are you going to live and die in Cambodia I, I'm still living part-time here but I, I we definitely it's established with my family that when when I take the cane and when I have to decide it's the last flight, <laughs> I'm going that way. So, yeah, I will go to Cambodia. I mean, unless I drop, you know, I drop so on the street in New York or something. But th this uh, is now your passion place. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely where my heart is. And uh, this is so marvelous. Now, share with me Patricia McCormick's wonderful book, Never Fall yes, Down, about yes. Arne's life. Yes. This zigzag walk he made when he left the front lines to get to a refugee camp in, mm -hmm. Thailand. in Thailand. Have you walked this walk? Oh, I don't think I could or Arne would ever be able to um, know this. where it was. I mean, he could go to, to Batambong and we could 
go into the jungle and try to follow the sun, which is what, you know, so, sometimes he would follow the setting sun. Mm -hmm. uh, he would know that was the direction he needed to go in, was where the sun go, would go down. Right. Uh, but otherwise, we, we could do something like what he did, but we couldn't. We'd, we would never know where he went. And if you did that, you'd still be dodging the landmines, wouldn't you? Well, uh, some, yeah, landmines are, there's some areas around the border, but I'm happy to say that probably 95% of the landmines are, 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 are gone. So, But in those jungles, probably, yes, there probably mm -hmm. still would be landmines mm -hmm. It's a miracle he's alive. Yeah, yeah. If, if I asked you, if you could sum up your passion for Cambodia in one word, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Regeneration. Let's recapture part of the conversation that I had recently with Arne Shorn Pond and poet and visual artist Chat Persat. The interview was rich with their eventual first return to Cambodia through a UNID program. For me, I was most touched when Arne graced us with the playing of his flute. All of this uh, come to a point that I cried um, mm -hmm. when I start listening to my own uh, uh, words talking to these young people I, when I start as soon as I started to connect with them in a deeper level in my feeling mm -hmm. I start to cry that was the hardest hardest thing for me to do but now I could cry very easily when I'm on a bus in the Khmer Magic music bus that uh, bringing and reintroducing the traditional music to kids even former Khmer soldiers kids mm -hmm. now that many of them never heard or touched any live instruments in their whole lives. Imagine that. Yeah. No live music. We are bringing into their hut. We are bringing the instruments that we remake, like only elites or only kings and queens could listen to that kind of music and mm -hmm. song. Now we're bringing that music into the countryside. Mm -hmm. And I see some of them start showing emotion. That's what I would like, you know, to, for them to be in touch with their own feeling, with their own humanity, uh, like I did. Music is powerful because I think music and dance and art and all it bring people together to come to us as a community like, to, like here, like here, not to judge, not to hate, not to preach hate, not to merely just a human making money machine, mm -hmm. you know, we all, we, can, we all know that we can do that, uh, making money out of each other. You know, but mm -hmm. the most important for us, I think, is the uh, the arts can connect us in a deeper level. That really no I think question. It's, there's it's, no question. Yeah. yeah, and I think it it goes both way. Mm -hmm. And uh, like he was saying that his journey with other young people, you know, the people who listen to him are changed by what he experienced, and you know what he experienced changed him and. Um, and I think that the opportunity to share through the arts m m bring it, uh, it's kind of a neutral space. Yes. Like where we, yes. we can just view the work <coughs> or we can just contemplate or if there's something that we don't know about that place, we are curious to investigate for, for ourselves. There, so there's it was a, whole a world yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, within, so within by bringing, I feel like, uh, like an exhibition like this or an opportunity to present um, the arts from our country where we were born um, and then um, 
be able to share that, I think uh, for us, it makes us really happy. It's a very powerful yeah. medium, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, th there's no doubt that art speaks directly to the heart and the soul of every yeah. person, no matter what the circumstances. The fact yeah. that you have both overcome uh, tremendous odds to be able to do what you're doing right now is literally fantastic. Um, and speaking of the music being so powerful, Arne, could we entice you to play your flute for us so we could actually hear the traditional music of Cambodia? Yeah, also I just like to say that um, many, many masters now have died. In, uh, uh, the few masters uh, of Cambodian art, different mm -hmm. art forms, uh, we are now, um, we thank them for their um, contribution before they died and the many few of them who have survived and knows Cambodian living arts their dreams to pass down mm -hmm. to the next generations and to continue the arts and to perform again that's all they want to do before they die They're, money is not in their, I their heart that. you know yeah. and so now we are focusing on young people and and so today it's like coming for the first time this is someone say something like that last night about this is probably the the, the biggest uh, uh, biggest so far in their life I think Dana say that Dana you know um, yes one uh, of the, 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 the big yeah big biggest uh, exhibition of the young new uh, new expression of artists uh, uh, the new generations of Cambodia that mm -hmm. bring Cambodia into another level, That's right. you know, with the world and no place better than proudly in, in, in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, so and the, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm so happy that the young people are now That's uh, becoming leaders in our arts community in Phnom Penh or around the world and encourage new one, you know, if someone make it, someone uh, tend to look after that, you know. But don't you think that through education comes the beauty of, of love? You know, I mean, you're, you're all inspiring us to look mm -hmm. further. And, and with that, come, it forces us to have a discipline about understanding. And that, that is that bridge yes. that you're both working so hard for. Mm. And the new project is about, in, in addition to Khmer Magic Music Bus, also chat, I'll update, update you, because we're all busy and we're all mm -hmm. different places in the mm -hmm. world, but we mm -hmm. only catch up with them on Facebook with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, we brought, a few months ago, Cambodian Living Art brought the... Um, uh, brought um, 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 uh, you know uh, UNESCO mm -hmm. Ministry of Culture mm -hmm. Ministry of uh, Education together. Mm -hmm. That's a historical making historic history a historical event mm -hmm. in Cambodia, and we have a family that we brought from Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, who said we invest in this. Invest wow. mean they put money on it. It is to have art and culture into. The, uh, into the educational structure of Cambodia, which means we have a ex yeah. uh, one experimental project in, uh, in the school now. To If you made it happen and successful within five years, mm -hmm. this family will continue with the unit. UNESCO will say, I will help to find a bigger money, you know, like if mm -hmm. this work mm -hmm. for the first time, because we've never, we've never had uh, arts and culture in an educational system I mean, for hundreds of years, oh, this would yeah. be yeah. a very uh, different generation in yes. the near future. Yeah, positive. this is pivotal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for the next generation. So That's this is just happening. Uh, and now we have family here committed already in, uh, in Connecticut. Yeah. Wow. So uh, that's a good news. So I'm going to play this song called... Uh, 
called uh, uh, the, the, the Sound of the Flute itself. Um, um, there's a song that my aunt, who is uh, a pop singer uh, in Cambodia in the 60s and died, Srosreja Tear. Mm. I just oh, yeah. found out, yeah. Wow. She, she, she's my aunt. She's your aunt? Yes. Wow. <laughs> she's like the soulful voice of. Um, she's like uh, almost like the Rita Franklin or somebody like uh, Celine Dion or something. Of Cambodia. Yeah. Of Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Cambodia. are a celebrity, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> she, she was killed by the Khmer Rouge just like many other artists uh, because in the past. Well, let's understand that in 1975, you know, when all of this started to happen, you know, the, the music in Cambodia was becoming yeah. quite westernized. Yes. yes. I mean, you were they really influenced each this. other. Yeah. Yes. My aunt, my family, really up to that great in Cambodia, mm -hmm. you know. We were catching up, but we, we had our own uh, identity also at that time, mm -hmm. not only merely copy from America or China or uh, European, but we, we create our own identity. These artists are the the ones who did that, mm -hmm. and when the Khmer Rouge came in, they they slaughtered them all. They called them and killed them. So I play this for them too, for the beautiful art. The Flynn Gallery is to be applauded for this cutting-edge installation. Please go to flynngallery.com and be sure to catch the upcoming events. Chad Persat Poetry Readings at the Byram Library, Thursday, May 18th at 7 p.m. And the film, Don't Think I've Forgotten, Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll, at 2 p.m. Saturday, May 20th, in the Greenwich Library's second floor meeting room, with the filmmaker John Perozzi. The complete Cambodian exhibition is displayed until June 14th. Arne Chorn Pond and Chat Persad have told me that I should be coming to Cambodia to sing in front of the Angkor Wat. After being immersed in this exhibition, I may be joining that delegation of Cambodian Living Arts trip in January and doing just that. I just want to take a moment and thank my producer and engineer, Bob Small, for helping me with these shows. And the curtain is now down on center stage. Yeah.